0: Log Talk Radio. This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women, with your host, the Queen of Curvy Conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, August twenty-first, twenty twenty-three. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider and never miss a show. Today we have a very special guest. Molly Hopkins is the owner of Libby Ray Lingerie, a business that was started in 2006. Libby Ray Lingerie is a boutique that specializes in bra fit, bus health, and custom intimates. In 2013, Libby Ray Lingerie found its way into the houses of millions as Molly became the star of Lifetime's reality show, The Double Divas. This was when Molly's star status became more apparent thanks to her wit, Southern draw, and over-the-top personality. In 2018, Miley found her way into the homes and hearts of people around the world while looking for love on 90 Day Fiancé. Although she was unlucky with love on TLC's hit show, Miley did sprinkle her southern charm everywhere. Since then, she has become an invaluable asset to the 90 Day Fiancé franchise and has been tapped to host recaps and other 90 Day shows. She has also had appearances on Jimmy Kimball and the Today Show. Whether it's on television or in Livy Ray Lingerie, Molly's passion for empowering women is undeniable. She is a woman of many talents and gifts of which no gift is greater than her Southern charm and willingness to be a catalyst for change. And we are so excited to welcome Molly to the show today. Hi, Molly.
1: I mean, hello. How are you I'm, I'm I'm humbled I'm honored um I think when you hear other people read things about you that are factual, i guess to say um first thing on a monday you I'm a little emotional after hearing you say those things like I'm just me, you know I'm great, I'm happy, I'm at work, I'm on this podcast, and I just you know, I'm good.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. I'm so excited to talk to you about your brand and all the things that you've done. So, tell us how you got your start as an entrepreneur and business owner.
1: Well, I've had a job since I was 14 years old. Um, I was born and raised on a farm in North Georgia, and You know, before we went to school, we had things we had to do. And my grandmother was a serial worker, an entrepreneur, and I I was raised with her. And I just always saw her working super hard all the time to get the things that she wanted and just out in the world helping people. And um, I went to school for music. I thought I was going to be leading a mega choir and teaching theory somewhere, but God had a different plan for me. Uh, I've been sewing since I was three, and during that time in college, all the girls that had full bust and were in pageants and needed help with their undergarments would always come to me because my grandmother had taught me at a very early age how to take bras in and get your foundations accurate um mm-hmm. because I always had very full bust, and so it was always a problem for me too and here I was in college going to school for music she had passed uh, away during that time and came to me in a dream a very very vivid dream um it was God all the way and said go to fashion school you've always said you wanted to help women with their undergarments and you know I loved fashion we didn't have a ton of money so I was very crafty when it came to thrifting or finding things to fit my frame and so I ended up at art school, and I did specialty design in Atlanta. And uh,
0: that's well, so where what, it
1: kind of all started.
0: What sparked your passion specifically in lingerie versus starting an entire clothing collection?
1: Well, being a full-busted, somewhat full-figured woman um i always knew that there was a lack and when i was in fashion school i landed a job at a super high-end store in phipps plaza in atlanta And if you're not familiar with phipps plaza every store in there is versace gucci dolce i mean it's very high Mm -hmm. and what i realized very quickly was um that there was a lot of women who couldn't afford to shop there, but there was also women who fell outside of the scope of what they had to offer. And growing up, looking at Victoria's Secret catalogs and, you know, or the back end of a Penny's catalog, which when I was little, you know, you always wanted nice undergarments. Well, I did. And I wanted something that wasn't black, white, or beige. And it was never available for me. I also realized very quickly that we've been sold, especially you, especially women of color. Like, there was never any representation for you, and there definitely wasn't representation for me either because I didn't look like those girls, and Mm -hmm. when I was in college, my awesome, awesome roommate, gave me so much power. Like she just encouraged me every day and she was a good old Southern sister from North Carolina named Kimberly. And that was the moment when I realized we have to do something. I have to make a change. I have to have a store that is for everyone. No matter your race, your religion, your your background, your 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 size. And it just really fell in my lap. I've always had really full bust even when I was larger and now I'm a little bit smaller cuz I lost some weight, but my breast size never changed. And
0: so when you have a, a, a boutique. So in your boutique, do you have your own line of lingerie that you manufacture or do you carry other brands?
1: Both. So I um, do a lot of consulting with bra manufacturers, and I have my own line of robes and nightwear pieces. Um, And the reason for that is, again, when you're full busted, and you go and you buy a 3X to cover the bust volume, but your body is an XL or a 1X, it doesn't really fit proper. And lingerie is one of the hardest things to fit because of the fabrication and how it's made. But I also wanted to do my own advertising and my own things and fit people for what works best for their body type. And I realized that we've been sold for years advertisements and no one ever looks like you or me. (laughs) So I just took it by storm. And, And when Double Divas hit, I did a big campaign called Real Bras, Real Women, Real Stories. And... I decided that I wanted to feature and put the people on the front, the women that were maybe had a disability or were too large in what we consider normal standards for advertising or had tattoos or were from South America or were the most beautiful ebony-colored woman from Africa. Like, I just wanted to have representation for every type of woman, every skin tone every what someone might consider imperfection you know because mm-hmm. we don't no one really looks like those girls there I said I think that they go pluck them out of a cave somewhere in, in Norway <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Right. like when you're on the street everyday people you know, we're from America. We like a little cheese on our burger. We, we may not go to the gym all the time. We may be from, you know, cultural genetics that we're a little bit thicker, you know. And right. I just started doing it. Um, what we do no. at Libby Ray is I have scoured the planet to find manufacturers that make very well-constructed garments. And our bra brands that we carry, they only make bras. They don't make garbage can liners or sheets or bath products. They just make bras in their true corsetier, so the fit is unprecedented and the product is incredible.
0: They now, does your fitting. store specialize in exclusively larger sizes or like can somebody come there that's a A cup or a B cup?
1: <laughs> well, our motto is no bust, too big or small, we fit them all. But I will tell you in the beginning and still kind of a lot of people think that we're a big girl store,
0: right. and we're
1: not. But I put a lot of focus and a lot of effort on fuller figured and fuller bust because I wanted a safe space that women could come in where teenagers weren't working in a mall setting or they weren't having to go in a store that had no ads and no clothes available for them. And you don't have to be uncomfortable. We take you as you are, and we have something for you. Um, but... What I also realized is that these smaller frame girls that may be small in their back or their body, but their bust volume is really large, we specialize in that too. So we started a 28A, which is a very, very lean, thin girl that has not developed, which that really doesn't exist because we eat a lot of chicken and there's hormones in it and it goes <laughs> straight to our breasts, <laughs> mm, right. you know. But we go to a fifty-two O, and what I mean by O, is like O. I mean it's it's the inside of a wheel well. Some women have a lot of fatty tissue that goes into their breast, and they may not be making. I didn't be even know it went to an O.
0: You just taught me something new this morning because I didn't even know O was an option.
1: Well, this is the thing. We've been sold that D double D, and triple D is a large bra size for many years. And that's because they don't want to change the narrative of what they've sold us because they think it works and it doesn't. And so most women buy their bra band two to three sizes too big and their alphabet letter two to three sizes too small. So we change that here. Um, for many years, I bought 42 triple Ds because that was the only bra cup that I could get to cover my volume and my breast. But I measure a 35 in my rib cage, so why would I put a, th- a 42 on if I need a 36? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's how we, they've done it for years.
0: So and it's tell me. Tell me how you went from an entrepreneur a reality show, because um, the <laughs> Double Divas was about your bra business, correct?
1: Yes, ma'am. So, so. we had a vendor, um, his family owns a very successful shapewear company out of Puerto Rico called Bobian. and he had a friend in New York that was doing a casting call. And because I had met him several times, he knew kind of what they were looking for, and he said, you should really audition for the show. Lifetime wants a show about bras and and women's undergarments and things like that. And uh, he said, but you're at a disadvantage because the casting has been going for about three months, and it closes in three days. (laughs) Hmm. So... I had gotten a handy cam for Christmas, but I didn't really know how to use it. Um, And so I had set it up, and this was in like 2010, I guess. And it didn't work. I couldn't load the files. I didn't know what I was doing. So that's when Facebook was really kind of getting very, very popular. So I opened up like my Facebook file and made a little video through there, uploaded it that way but I still didn't know if it was recording because I was very new to the app and wasn't sure. And they basically got a video of us saying, is it, is it filming? And I'm like, I don't know. And my partner at the time was like, well, if you don't know, then I certainly don't know because you're the smart one. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then we rounded the corner, and our in-house seamstress at the time was a pretty crass older lady and and had no desire to be on film, and she just kinda looked at us and said, "'Get that thing out of my face.'" So (laughs) that was our audition tape, and I think in that moment, they thought they had the Lucy and Ethel of (laughs) (laughs) Bros. And we made it to the top three out of over 300 auditions and the other two stores, one was a predominantly uh, Jewish store in upstate New York and they didn't feel like that would be a lifetime conglomerate, right? They wanted everybody. They wanted all different types of people. And the other store was a very bougie, upscale store in LA that predominantly only worked with implant clients. So. They knew that we had all of those. We have everyone, and so that's what happened. They sent our little reel. Uh, they actually sent the, the production company to my shop and said, "You are at a disadvantage because every the other two stores have professional entries." So. At the time, the production company does Say Yes to the Dress and, and Practical Impractical Jokers, and they were filming because Say Yes to the Dress was filmed here in Atlanta, and they said, we're going to send our crew over, and we're going to do a reel. We're going to do a sizzle reel, which is just a few minutes of a blurb about what you're doing. And once that happens, they send it to a viewing party in three major cities where they have 100 different people watch, and that's pretty much how they make the determination of whether or not It's going to be a go for for a network. And we forgot about it. It had been a little bit. And one day I got an email in our info box off our website from a man who said, I was just in the watching party of your show. And he said, my wife passed away three years ago, but I loved her dearly. And I loved shopping for intimates for her because she was, Full busted, and and it was hard for her to find beautiful things. And he said, if she were still alive today, this would be our destination location. He said, I love what you do. I love everything your shop is about. And he said, and I would have loved to have had her come to your store. And I knew then that it was going to be a hit because here is an older man that really understood what the message was. Right, mm-hmm, and so. Mm-hmm that said it's a done deal. And we had two seasons, and um, it was what landed us the, the brand, the business, in households. And ever since then, we've just been known as the girls to go to for all your bras and intimate things and that we can specialty make. I've made a ton of things uh, for people who don't fit in the scope of what's out there available.
0: So uh, for the success of the show and the boost to your business, did you ever consider opening multiple boutiques in different states?
1: I'll be extremely honest with you in telling you yes. But as you know, it takes a lot to own a business. It takes a lot to run a business. You have to have the mindset. Um, I've had people that came to me with money that wanted to have a shop, but once I did a little bit of a vetting process, I knew that this was not going to be the business for them, because you cannot open this type of store and not love people and have a heart for people and really pour into your clients, because this is a very, very intimate setting, right, and it's not just about getting your sexy on, it's about When women come into the dressing room and the curtain closes, we self-loathe a lot in the mirror. So this is a psychological experience, right? You have to really understand what you're going into. Um, So I waited, but I'm ready to start doing that. My ultimate goal was to have a store like this in every state, but you have to have hard workers you know, owning a business is not for the weak.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. It's not. It requires dedication. It requires getting up on a Monday with your clothes and doing podcasts with Shanice. you know what I'm saying? Like you have to keep going.
0: Yes. And a absolutely. lot of people
1: are not structured to be business owners. Some people need a 9 to 5 cuz they work and thrive best in that. I, I, entrepreneurship is definitely not easy.
0: Absolutely. But I won't worry
1: everyone every woman every man every young girl that's a teenager coming into her rite of passage because her breasts are developing should have a store like this um and because we don't have multiple locations we started doing virtual fittings so i reach people all across the globe uh by doing virtual video fittings and um i've done about 10,000
0: really into that. you can Accurately give them the correct bra size virtually.
1: It's my guess I can. Uh (laughs) Wow. I do visual measuring in store and I do it over the internet as well. If they're already in something that I recognize the style and the fit of, I can figure out what's not working and send them the correct size. But my accuracy rate's about ninety nine percent. But there's a few that, honey, when they, when they, when they came off and took their top off it just went whoa <laughs> <laughs> they were hiding some
0: <laughs> right so, so you um had a successful reality show for two years and it, it took your business to another uh level with that platform so now why in the world did you go on 90 day Fiance?
1: be honest about that Um, I didn't know anything about the show Um, my business partner called me one day and said you're going to be mad at me and I said what are you talking about she said I love this show um, on TLC and I binge watched it and she said at the end of it it says if you know someone that's going through the K-1 process then they might be a candidate. And she said, and I submitted your information. I said, well, they're probably not going to use us because it's probably organic. Like, they try to find couples. But I really was going through the process. It wasn't something that I just opted to do. Um, I hit 40 and was going through it, and I went on a girl's trip, and I met this guy there. And it really wasn't something that I thought that I wanted to do. Um, As far as the show, but we have been dating for uh, about two years, um, and it just kind of happened. And in that moment, I was like, I really don't want to, but I also do because we didn't have our show anymore, and I thought, you know, I can leverage that for my business. Um,
0: So you were you planning to marry the man prior to getting on this show?
1: Oh, absolutely. We've been dating for two years.
0: Long distance.
1: Yes, but that's the thing that reality TV, okay, doesn't let people know. The way that they script, the way – and I'm not talking about us scripted. I'm talking about, like, when they cut it, when they edit, when they do this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You don't – they let you know what they want to let you know for stakes, right? They want to keep you invested in, like, this is crazy. You don't always know the whole back story. So it wasn't like – I just met this guy, and boom, I'm doing TV, and he's going to be here in 90 days, and we're going to figure it out. It wasn't like that at all. Um, Uh. I actually dated him for two years, and I did a lot of mission trips um, to the Dominican Republic. So it wasn't just this overnight, oh, I'm going to do a TV show, let me go find a man. That's not how it was at all. So... um, it didn't work out, obviously, for obvious reasons. She was um, really baiting me, and I wish she'd have just said, I want to come to the States and I have someone else in another state, but that that's not how that worked. So
0: but so do, do you regret going on the show?
1: I don't, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't regret anything that I've ever done in my life because, had I not had trials and tribulations and experiences, I feel like all of these things that I've been through in my life that maybe weren't savory, I would not be able to relate to the women who come in my inbox every day or who come in this store who have gone through something. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage to live out loud publicly, um, but I think for me personally is, there's a reason for it, and it allows me to see people in a different light. It allows me to take a woman who comes in my store and she's sad or she's angry or she's going through it. I am a person who's lived it, therefore I can speak on it, or I can offer them words of encouragement because I can tell them, hey, this is what got me through, or or you really need to turn to God, or this is, you know... I feel like I've been through a lot of different things in my life, and it makes me relatable. And I think that's why a lot of people really um, came to me after that because they went through something too. And it wasn't—it's an unbiased opinion, right? Because I don't know them, and they don't really know me except what they saw on
0: television. So, how did this show affect your business? Because the first reality show was more positive and focused on bras, and this one, I guess, could be called a little more controversial, so did it still boost your business just being on TV, no matter the content?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, they didn't really focus on what I do for a living, but what happened was, when the pandemic hit, they wanted to do a diaries, and I said, uh, well, if you're going to do a diaries on my life and what's really happening, then I want to be the person to tell you what we're going to talk about. So I had one of my very good girlfriends come here and we talked about, you know, race relations and things that were going on at the time because um, George Floyd situation was going on. And I wanted to sit down and have a very transparent conversation with her about how do you feel, what's going on, let's talk about it. You know, and I also told them I want to do a virtual fitting with someone so you can see this is what I'm really doing. Like, I had to transition my life. If it's a diarrhea, what's happening? I'm not out here looking for love right now. I'm trying to survive. And Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so they allowed me to do that. And I was making masks. I had to get on my old school sewing machine and pull out a couple more, and I started making masks. And because I made tons and tons of masks, it helped me survive during that time. Mm -hmm. But the other thing they did was what was called a bear's all. And bear's all is truly, truly about getting down to the core of who you are and what you do. And they had another girl from the show on at the same time. And I said, let me profit her. Let me do a before and after on the Bears All. I've never met her. I don't know. Let me just show you all how I do this. So I looked her up online, looked at photos, and I took um, about four different options, and they let me fit her, and I knew that that was going to be very good for me because the before and after was so transformative, and the majority of the film crew were men. And when she came out after I put the new bra on versus the old bra, they all went, whoa, because they could tell. And the fact that a man can tell when he really doesn't care about (laughs) if it's in or out, um, I knew then that that was going to be very good for me because as soon as people were sitting home and watching that show, they were going to call. And that's what catapulted my virtual fitting.
0: Okay. So it ended yeah. up working after all.
1: Yeah. So <laughs>
0: how how is your love life today?
1: Girl, I am loving on myself. I'm loving on my kids. I'm loving on my clients. And I'm just trying to do things that really bring me joy. I think that I needed to go through a time period where I was just really focused on what is it really? You know, I don't think that you have to necessarily have a partner, even though we all were designed to be with someone. But I'm just working on fixing what I got going on and just really coming to my shop because I don't feel like I can mess up here, and I feel like when the people come here that really need me, that is the biggest exchange of love that I can have right now. And I'm just working on my relationship with God and really trying to listen and tune in, you know?
0: Yes, yes, I love that. So would you do another reality show?
1: I absolutely would, and I'll tell you why. Um, My original producer for Double Divas reached out to me a couple months ago, and he said he was ready to gear that back up. And the the reason I would do it is because I know now from filming and having done reality for almost 10 years, if I can be the executive producer to truly tell the stories that I want to tell and be in on the editing part because I've learned a lot, then I would do it. But I say this for anybody listening or anybody thinking about it, and this is just in life in general, don't ever sign a contract for anything. I don't care if it's for buying a house, buying a car, making decisions with a doctor. You better read it and you better understand it before you get to signing. Because I think a lot of times we get so excited to sign things because we think it's in our favor. There might be one or two little lines in there that they sneak in on you that gives them complete control over your situation. So I could tell anybody anything that's listening. If you're thinking about doing any kind of TV or, you know, buying something, contracts are contractual for a reason. And nine times out of ten a contract is not in your favor if you're not the one that typed it up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because right now They're on strike, uh, the actors And I think reality TV is a part Of the complaint uh, with the strike
1: Because They work you like dogs And they don't want to pay you And you're left with puppy chow when you wanted Some of that steak, girl (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Right, right
1: And that's why if you're a smart business person And you do do these types Of things um you got to really, really have a business, and you don't just go do that without having something else to leverage for your business. Right. So at the end of the day, it might be temporary. I've been blessed, and I've been blessed because I own my business, and when you're not a huge retail chain, people will film in your store. People will come and do different things here, or they'll pay, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with your business when you have that spotlight, um, but if you don't have a business or you haven't set yourself up as the business, you, you're going to have to pay the man, you know, you got to set yourself up successfully, that's kind of what I'm working on right now is some, you know, just some things that I want to talk about for people. um, to help them because if I had known about some of this stuff prior to the commitments that I made, I would have been in a much better position. So
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm open for that. I I consult with people just because I feel like I have to be a good steward with my gifts and my talents, and I will continue to be blessed if I share some of my things with people. Now, obviously, I'm not going to tell you everything because time is money, (laughs) but I will help people because I believe in that. And entrepreneurship and, is tough, but it's free. You can make some rules.
0: I saw that you were currently on tour with Livery Ray Lingerie. So do you go and, and, and tell me what you do in different boutiques when you travel?
1: So what I do is if someone wants to host me in their location, we get together and we decide on dates. I set up an Eventbrite for people to commit to a time slot in their location. They pay like a ticket, kind of like if you was headed to go see a concert, honey, and you got to pay for your spot. So I have a mobile trailer that I load up um, with all – it's like a mini pop-up, but I bring bras of all different sizes, all different colors. And I built those bins um and I have an enclosed trailer that I attach to my car um and I roll to city to city if they want to host me and I do that so that women can come out and they can get a proper fitting cuz some people are a little reserved about online fitting because they don't want to expose themselves on the internet and I don't blame them but I just go and sometimes it's good to go cuz you get to see other cities and you get to go places and you get to meet people and Uh, discover that there's regional body types in certain cities. (laughs) Um, And I love it, and it gets me out of here. And plus it shows my youngest daughter, who I take with me, um, and sometimes my oldest, but how to be a mother, how to be a working mom, how to still juggle business and family. And I take them on the road with me, and we have a great time.
0: So do you go just to other lingerie boutiques, or do you go to um – Clothing stores, too, because I have a lot of listeners that have plus-size boutiques. Would that be a good fit?
1: Oh, absolutely. I go to clothing stores. As a matter of fact, I was just in Ohio in Jackson, um, and the shop is called Shop Fab D. And she has a full-figured clothing store. And um, I love her to death, and we have a blast. And I do that because I fully believe that I can have allies and women that own businesses. I support women-owned businesses all the time, and they may not have the following that I have, but what they gain from that is I'm going to be doing all the social media posts that has their stuff on it. I don't ask anything of them. I just ask that they provide me with a spot to roll up to and a couple dressing rooms, and they, in turn, get the business as well. So... For an example, at the Ohio store, she said, Molly, I've never had, she's more online, but she does have a storefront. She said, I've never had a bigger day than I had the day you came. She said, I did eight times my normal volume the day that you came. People were shopping. So they realized the benefit of it. Plus, I'm pushing them all across, and my, my um, social following goes all over. So right. she's increasing her territory just through my posting. And now people are like, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, I got it at Fab D, we're gonna be there. So I love doing that. Every store that I've went to mostly, I've done it in hair salons. um, Last weekend I was in a nail shop, but she has a fairly large nail shop and she sells some clothes in there. So the people who come may come for me, but they didn't know about her. So she booked three new clients for nails. So it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Yes. Yeah. So who are you looking to connect with and collaborate in the future?
1: I right now am working on a new event, possibly um, in the next couple of months in Jersey, uh, the full-figured pageant that's in Jersey, um, Pillow Talk Podcast, Podcast with T. She reached out to me because is a contestant in that. Um I want to go out to California because I have some great friends out there who are pageant girls, too, that have done stuff, and uh, I'd like to connect out there with the Plus Bus. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I have some people asking for me to come to South Florida. I've been to um, Fredericksburg, Ohio, Louisiana. I just got back from two stores in Florida. I've been to Texas. Uh, I've been to Oklahoma in the past. There's so many places. I, there's nowhere I won't go. Okay. Um, I have a brand in in Canada, in Mississauga, which is near Toronto. They want me to come. And I, interestingly enough, I have a ton of Canadian clients. Um, so I'm trying to go everywhere. Wherever anybody wants me, I'm going to roll out because until women have the money or have the the knowledge or want to open, um, but my goal is to have a brotique in every state. So I'm working on a, a, a formula for that right now, which is going to be a very low investment uh, if people want to open a business. And I can teach you the ropes because there's girls popping up left and right that put their business kits together. You, know, pay, you pay, and now you've got their vendor list, and you're ready to rock. This is a little more intense. But I definitely would be open to talking to people on how they can do it because every woman in the world should have a store like mine to go to, and there's just not enough of them.
0: So do you have anything else happening that we can be on the lookout for? Do you have any television appearances coming up or any specific bra um, dates coming up that you're touring that we can put on our calendar?
1: Um, I will be in uh – New York in the Bronx on September 10th at um, La Casa Grande. It is a cigar manufacturer, but they also have a restaurant, and it's just a really fabulous place right in the heart of the Bronx. I'm going to do a meet and greet up there and um, do some consulting with some women. And it's for the Fair Augusto Festival, so it's an Italian festival, street festival that's amazing. I did have a new show drop last Monday on TLC called The Last Resort. And, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <no>. It comes <laughs> on Monday night on TLC, so the second show will be tonight.
0: <laughs> now, when and I asked you, one. would you do another show, why you didn't tell me right then?
1: <laughs> oh, girl, because I thought you meant already. I filmed that one in February. No, <laughs> no. what's this late. show
0: about? What's this it's new about, show about?
1: It, it's Couples Therapy. Um, it's a couples therapy show with some of the couples that are in the um, ninety day franchise.
0: Okay, so wait, then you <laughs> said you were single. So did you have to pull an ex back, or how does that work? No,
1: I didn't. Um, we were in the throes of working on it at that at that moment. Um, but just stay tuned. <laughs> All I can say is stay
0: tuned. <laughs> okay, so what day that comes on?
1: It comes on Monday night on TLC. I think it's uh, 9, 8 Central, but it might be 8 Eastern. It's 8 or 9. I don't even know. but <laughs> oh,
0: well, we're going to look for it because it sounds juicy. <laughs>
1: And you will see um, if y'all watch this show. Um, I this is just another situation where I was able to utilize my business in a filming capacity because sometimes we start our relationships feeling sexy, being in the moment, wanting to dress up, and then very quickly it goes to t-shirts and granny panties. So. Part of keeping the spice going in relationships sometimes is intimate apparel or setting the tone or, you know, lighting a candle or having a little wine. I mean, there's romantic moments that can occur, and sometimes lingerie's involved. So stay tuned for that. Um, I definitely had uh, moments with different cast members um, who all span the spectrum. Now, granted, this is a crazy show, right? It, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, It's crazy It's actually number two In viewership Of relationship shows Just under The Bachelor So it definitely has A cult following and I say cult Because it's crazy and I think That people watch this Show because it makes Their relationship Drama or their daily household life Not seem quite so Nuts because this is what they watch. (laughs) Now, now what's the name of this new show?
0: What's the name of this new show? The Last Resort. Okay, The Last Resort. Uh Well, wow, I didn't even know this. So you are super (laughs) busy. You are busy. I'm busy.
1: Um, I have an event coming up in October because I serve on a board uh, for a nonprofit. I'm the president of I Will Survive. Not my nonprofit uh, because I don't have time to orchestrate a nonprofit, so I just give my time to other nonprofits. We have an event October 14th, um, and we have connected with the urban radio station here as well as some other vendors to just have a day because I don't feel like we do enough around breast cancer. Um, it is the leading cause of cancer deaths in georgia as well as other states for african-american females um and i just try to be a solid sounding resource for people to know where they can go where they can get help and what they need to look for in terms of you know breast health and we're doing that on october 14th here in georgia at my store so if anybody wants to come and hang out with us it'll be a fun-filled day Uh, and, and a lot of educational resources here. And some other local reality people, Um, Juicy, Miss Juicy Baby oh, from yeah. Little Women, Ricky Smiley is one of my very dear friends, and she will be here. There will be a couple other people. Um, I'm friends with some of the Atlanta. You know, Atlanta is a hub for a lot of reality shows, so I have a lot right. of those people as like clients turned friends. So they'll be what? stopping by.
0: Well, that is amazing. So tell us, um, well, first, tell us your address to your store, because are you in Atlanta or are you outside of Atlanta?
1: We are north of Atlanta. Uh, The physical location of my shop is 543 Roberts Court, and it's Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. But we are just off of seventy five. Um, It used to be 20 minutes north of Atlanta uh, before everybody moved here the last few years. Now it could be up to (laughs) about an hour and 20 minutes, but it just depends.
0: (laughs) And tell me your official website and social media pages.
1: It is the business name, um, Com. And if you search that, you will get straight to us because we are the only one. And um, my personal is Molly Hopkins and then um, Libby Ray Lingerie.
0: And through the website, can you book the virtual fitting?
1: Yes, you can. Um, There is going to be a link, and it will have the different fitters. And I will say this. Because my schedule is extremely crazy at times, I might have to film or I might have to go do an interview or something like that. My schedule is sporadic or if I'm out of town, but if someone is in dire need or they just really want to make sure I'm available, they can always direct message me or they can send an email, a message on the website. My calendar changes, but every person that is available here to do a fitting besides myself has been trained by me they know how i get down my sister um, is available for appointments she's been here for over nine years my shop manager um, is also fully capable of assisting with fittings Um, she she actually prefers to profit versus manage um, to help the women so we have a fairly you know, fairly small staff, but everyone is available to do a fitting.
0: Well, that is awesome. Well, thank you so much for (laughs) taking the time to talk to me today. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and learned so much about you. I definitely Uh, want you back on the show because I didn't know about this new reality show, but I I want you to come (laughs) back so we can talk about this new show.
1: Well, we can do that. And listen, I would love to talk further and, 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 and in more depth about who we are as a shop and the clients that we help and why. And, um, you know, I spend a lot of time giving back to a lot of, um, you know, urban events and things like that because I feel like God laid it on my heart a long time ago that if you have a platform to help people, then you should do it. And people know how I stand about different things, and, you know, I just Want you to know that, too. And I'd love to fit you, and then you can give some feedback. Maybe we can book a virtual fitting.
0: Yeah, Um, I would love that.
1: You can kind of see how it goes, but I'm open to, you know, helping whoever and whatever. And um, I'll fly if anybody has an event. I love doing fashion shows. I'm a designer by trade. But... Sometimes you don't get to do those things because you're too busy doing other things. But I do. I just did District of Curves in D.C., and I loved it. It was amazing.
0: Oh, okay. So do you put your lingerie (laughs) in the fashion shows?
1: I do. I make custom pieces that I put in. Uh Uh-huh. I did.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I didn't learn (laughs) so much about you, so we're going to have a part two. We're going to have a part two to, to finish it.
1: Yes, girl. I love it. It makes me happy. I'll I'll tell you one more little snippet, and then we can go.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: when you put your mind to something and you want to manifest it and you do your vision board and you do all these things, you can make it happen. We do not use our minds to make things happen for us. And one of the desires of my heart was to meet Oprah Winfrey. I I wanted to meet Oprah. I've, I always thought she was amazing growing up as a kid and seeing how powerful she was. And I wasn't sure how that was going to happen, but I always had that on my board, like I want to do something with Oprah, and I wanted to meet her. I've never personally met her, but about four years ago I had the opportunity to style for Greenleaf. Um, And I got to meet a lot of people on there doing undergarments. They called me out to fit. And I was so pumped. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just got a check from own network. This is crazy. Like, that was enough for me, even though I'm still going to meet Oprah. I don't know when, but I will.
0: And then I was
1: like, how do I continue to do this? Well, then we got a call because I just kept posting photos and photos of different things that I had styled for fuller-figured women. And one day we got a call from the casting uh, person that did wardrobing for J-Lo. And this was wow. before Lizzo blew up, okay? And I had followed Lizzo with her underground music for several years, and they said, Lizzo is going to be in J-Lo's movie in Hustler, and we have no idea what to outfit her with because they ne- they don't know how to style fuller-figured women. Right. She didn't end up wearing uh, what, what we sent for that particular movie, but they let her keep all the gear, and a week later she was doing an acoustic set and posted on her social, and she was wearing my gown. So I say all this to say to your listeners, if God puts it in your heart and you can get your mind to connect with your heart and you know that it's spiritual and you know that it's what you're supposed to do, don't let anybody else get in your way and go for it.
0: Amen. Because it
1: will happen. <laughs> it will happen. I never thought that a little farm-raised country girl from Georgia would be revered as the go-to girl for bras for full-figured women. I never thought that. That was not what was in my plan. But God has a plan for all of us, and you have to honor it. And when it comes to you and you feel it so hard in your gut, you've got to go for it. I don't care if you don't have no money. You, you, you're you on your last leg. You don't know what's happening. If God is for you and he has that set out for you to do, he is not going to not let it happen. And that's what I'm going to say. <laughs>
0: it's the yes. truth. Yes. We're going to end on an inspirational note. I love it. <laughs>
1: Well, have a blessed day, and thank you so much. And you can reach out to me uh, when we finish, and I will get you set up, and I'll get you some bras, and we can figure out another time to chat.
0: Sounds good. And continued success with everything you have going on.
1: Thank you, dear. You be blessed, and I hope you have an amazing week.
0: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to my guest today, Molly Hopkins, And make sure you check out her new show and her Ray Lingerie line. I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit shanicelewisshow.com.